when I heard one of the kids got shot in the head, it broke my heart because it was like a little brother getting shot. So the compassion and brokenheartedness outweighed the fear of like what people may think. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. You're listening to Justin's Story, Moved with Compassion. You're listening to Justin's story, Moved with Compassion. We're in a Saturday night service at the church, and one of the ministers grabs the mic and says, we have some, uh, like an, um, an emergency has happened in the neighborhood. A seven-year-old boy was shot in the head at point-blank range um, a couple streets down. Earlier today, he's in the NICU unit. And the Lord told me that Justin Maresca is supposed to go to the hospital and lay hands on him and pray for him to be healed. So I'm just standing in the back, like not expecting that at all. And it just like hits me. But at the same time, the spirit came on me. They prayed for me. I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to go. Like, even if nothing happens, the kid's in the same situation. But if I know that's not too hard for the Lord, like nothing's too hard for the Lord, it could be a life changer in this kid's life, like him living or dying. And so almost like this compassion and brokenness came in my heart. And that's what drove me past the stigma of like, what is this going to look like? You know, all these nurses, police, like it's going to be a lot of obstacles. So me and probably four or five other people from the church drive up there and you have to get let into the NICU unit at this time at night. So this one nurse manager just sees us said, oh, come right here. Come this way. Takes us through every all the obstacles unless it's in the NICU unit. We walk into the waiting room and no one's there but the boy's mother. So this boy's been, just been shot in the head and there's no family there but her. We walked into that room and she saw us and started crying instantly. It was like the Lord just shared that, you know, that we were there for her and her son. She starts crying we ministered to her for a while, and she's like, I want to get you guys back there for my son. Well, the nurses in the hospital wouldn't let anyone back there but the mother, the father, and the grandparents. So, of course, I wasn't getting back there. So everyone's like, what do you know? What should we do? And I'm praying, and I feel like the Lord's telling me, don't move. Don't leave until you get back there. So I literally am just standing in front of these two, like no one can get past these two doors. I just stood there and prayed praying for grace to get back there, all this stuff. And then, you know, we were there probably three, four hours. It was a long time just standing in front of those doors, going from there to the waiting room. And I go into the waiting room. I sit down. This is probably three or four hours into it. And one of the pastors sits next to the mom and says, we're still here because we feel like God's telling, saying for this young man to go pray for your, your son. And she looks at me, stands up, grabs my hand, and starts leading me back there, not asking anybody. And the two doors were like, they had personnel to get back there. She walked some other way, went with me, walked back there, and no one stopped us. I remember walking into this room, and there's this little little boy laying there under, you know, he's got tubes in his head, just like completely unconscious, a bullet's in his brain. The coroner had already filled out the death report, put a time, like every, like he was dead. 
and they were just waiting to pull the plug, doing some final things. And the nurses look at me like, who is this guy? And I was like, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for this young man. Um, is there any way I can? So the nurse says, um, okay, can you just pray from where you are right now? And I was like, I'm not trying to be difficult, but I feel like I'm supposed to lay hands on him. I can just touch his toe. I can touch his foot. Can you just uncover his foot? So they're like, you know, they don't know. They probably thought I was crazy. And so they're like, um, give us where it's a sterile environment right now. We're doing an operation. Give us 15 minutes and then you can. So I'm just sitting there like watching them praying under my breath for like 15, 20 minutes, the mom standing there. And it's, it was awkward, but at the same time, I just knew this was right. So they get done and they, I remember they uncovered his right foot. I just stood there and I prayed what the spirit put on my heart. I remember one of the things was rebuking the spirit of death, just praying for the Lord, like really almost in authority, like commanding life for this boy, like fighting in the spirit for his, the rest of his life. Um, and then I was even a long prayer, maybe one minute and then was like, thank you very much and left. And I felt that release from the spirit. Like I did what God told me to do because of the miracles and because of what I had seen the Lord do before I knew that he could raise the dead. And that that was one of the commandments in the scripture. Jesus says, cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. And I believe wholeheartedly he meant that for any of his disciples to do. So, um, I hadn't seen it before. I had heard of testimonies of that happening, and I just believed that the Lord could do it. I mean, He's the creator of life, so I believed that He could do that, and everyone with from that church believed the same thing. So literally five of us in agreement went to that hospital in agreement that the Lord would raise him back to life, or that that was what we were contending for. And then the next morning or next day sometime, I get a call, because I went back home, you know, just family stuff Sunday, I get a call that's like uh, one of the ministers, he was overly excited. He was like, the Lord brought AJ back to life. Like he's alive. Again, his heart's beating. He's off the machine. They were just all blown away, all the nurses and stuff. And the coroner had to go to the mom and apologize to her for filling out the death report. Had to erase that, change that. And then one of the prophecies that had come forth to the mother, because she was crying, saying, my boy's not even going to turn eight. And it was crazy because his birthday was, he was turning eight on August the 8th. So it was like eight, 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 and eight is the number of new beginnings. And one of the people said, your boy's going to have a new beginning. He's going to turn eight. So that was back in 2017. So two years ago. So now he's probably 10 years old. He lives in Warner Robins, plays sports, normal life. I mean, just amazing thing that Jesus did in healing this young man. And um, I didn't know the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All that stuff was today. I didn't know anything about that. The church I grew up in never talked about the Holy Spirit. So I had no clue before that. But since the Holy Spirit revealed himself to me since 19, this was when I was 21 or so, and I had seen him work before, there was also that faith in my heart that, well, if anyone can do this, like I know I can't, but Lord, I've seen you use me before. I've seen you flow through me before. I know you can do it. You can raise someone back to life easily. Like you did it with Lazarus, you Jesus, you can do this. So there was, a, it was a mixture of fear or nervousness. I don't know what it is. Like there's still that nervousness, but it was like the Lord gave grace for courage to do it anyways, just to 
Because like, I think what got me past the fear was the compassion because it broke my heart because I worked with the kids when I was in the internship. I was um, always working with the youth, playing basketball in the neighborhood. Like I had a relationship. It got to where when I would show up at the church, 15 kids come running like, Justin, Justin. So when I heard one of the kids got shot in the head, it broke my heart because it was like a little brother getting shot. So the compassion and brokenheartedness outweighed the fear of like what people may think or what if God doesn't do it? Because honestly, if nothing happens, it's just the same as it is. But what if God shows up is kind of the thing in my heart. So, and he did. So I think that compassion outweighed um, the fear I had of nothing happening. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share His stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.